Hello, and welcome to the Ramble Room. This is Diane, and there's a crowd here this evening. I'm here with Ken (laughs) and with Tom and Shelta Ramber. Hello. And Tiffany Limebeck. Hello. And and scientific studies that are peer-reviewed, and and then they fact-check me with Snopes on it. (laughs) I think I quoted the CDC and got into Facebook jail. I'm like, it was a CDC quote. Don't don't do that. Oh, good. Just, Just... for the record, yes, because a lot of people listening fix my mess up, please. <laughs> I'm not going to fix it. I'm just, I'm just going to clarify the yes, details. Yes, yes. This is Article One, Section Thirty-Eight of the Wyoming Constitution. Each competent adult shall have the right to make his or her own health care decisions. The parent, guardian, or legal representative of any other natural person shall have the right to make health care decisions for that person. Letter B, any person may and a health care provider may accept direct payment for health care without imposition or of penalties or fines for doing so. C, the legislature may determine the reasonable and necessary restrictions on the rights granted under this section to protect the health and general welfare of the people or to accomplish the other purposes set forth in the Wyoming Constitution. And item D, the state of Wyoming shall act to preserve these rights from undue government infringement. Mm-hmm. Right. The but, elected right. representatives in the legislature, and we had people in the executive branch, you had somebody who was appointed to a position underneath the governor, who didn't even get a mess. Exactly. Yeah. And I, school boards I didn't hear listed in there either. Yes. Or... The public health official. (laughs) No, no. School boards are not part of the state legislature. Um, And and there was no public emergency bad enough where the Wyoming state legislature had to get together and and amend the laws at this point. You know, one of the things that gets me crazy, and this I'm speaking from a personal level, and we're dealing with the superintendent or the school boards or any of these arrogant government officials like Fauci, the elitism, Mm -hmm. the idea that they are so well-educated, that they are so intelligent, and the unwashed masses were just morons. You heard it in Fauci's little talk well, there. Yeah, they recorded yeah, exactly. where he comes back and says, these people that are actually qualified, unlike you morons. These people that are actually qualified. And, and the whole idea is that if the virus were the threat they made it out to be, they wouldn't have to mandate anything. Right. Like they I said, need we would go back to April, uh, in March, March 2020 is when it first broke out in Sheridan, and everything came to a standstill. Just out of caution, because okay, we don't know. Yeah, and when they shut the schools down, my first initial thought was, "Oh crap, we w- were screwed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this it, is bad." Uh, like if they think that this is enough authority that they're doing this, it, that was my thing. Like, oh gosh, they're this is this is. Bad. I w- I was still bought in at that time. Yeah. So. Well, and if it had been as dire. As they said, we would know it. Uh, yeah, people, uh, and that's the thing. Uh, yeah, I love that it. you pointed you that out, Tom, because to people us. aren't stupid. I, people are not. If this is if this is truly something that if you walk out without a mask, it is going to kill you. People are not dumb. Uh, they're not going to go out. They're at, not going to go out. Like they are seriously going to be like, oh crap, we need to take this seriously, and this is really bad. But you also don't. I would think that you don't advertise pandemics on billboards. 
and <laughs> trying to get radios. people. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, commercials now that cover you know people or walking out with masks. Pentatonics you don't doing need, yeah, the you vaccination. Don't, you don't free, need pro- free free you don't need propaganda. For a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah and bribe people to get the shots. Yeah. Well, you know, I've never trusted the government officials as a professor of government. I know the type of people who get in the government, the narcissists, the people who go there to feed their egos. They don't go there to do the public good. They just know that's the message they've got to say to get that power they want. And when we had Nancy Pelosi telling people, oh, no, go out and celebrate never. There's no problem with the virus. We were already stocking up food. We were already stocking up N95 masks at my house, hand sanitizer, Lysol. I saw the images coming out of China. I'm like, I don't care what the government says. This could be some serious stuff coming. We bought toilet paper. I see you're one of yeah, those people. And, yeah, and so that, like that. <laughs> just why? We pulled our kids out of the school before the schools closed. Yeah. And it was two months later, I was going over the numbers, and I'm like, this is not a threat to the kids, and it's never going away. I said this in May of 2020. Yeah. This virus will become endemic. It is never going away. And I told the kids, go see your friends. I'm not locking you up the rest of your lives. And here we are two years later. Some people still have their kids locked up. Yeah. yeah. It's, we keep saying that all the time. It's not going away. Just because the masks are gone right now in schools, it doesn't mean it's going away. Yeah, they they're, just keep holding that over everyone's planning. heads. Oh, yeah. but in two weeks, if we feel the need to put your children back in masks, right. that was, oh, dude, that was one of the other very first telltale things. As I said, this is getting really bad. So on the 15th of next month, this is going to be what we're going to do. <laughs> if it's rain. that bad, you do it now. Yeah, exactly. That's what and, it was horse crap from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, and you walk in. So we had a we went to or had a, we had a school board meeting on Monday night, and there are not masks. So out of all of the members of the board of trustees, two of them were in masks still, and you can. Like, if you start paying attention, you can tell to the people who really, like Shelter was saying, really believe in this. So they have their own cloth masks. They have it their favorite sports team, or they have it their birds or something like that. Like, they've made it very personal to them because it's something that they're going to wear all the time. The other people who don't care, they're in the blue, you know, just paper masks or, or the whatever surgical. they're called, the surgical masks. Um but at that board meeting, you know, they're all sitting there telling us that they are believe in everything that is happening. And only two of them, only two of them have masks. So what that tells me is those two that are still in those masks actually believe what they're saying and that they are really scared of this and, and they really think that what they're doing and they're backing it up. All of those other people in there, if they seriously thought that this was horrible and that they really believed in this... If they yeah, were that scared, they'd masks. still be in masks and they wouldn't be saying we're trying to protect everybody without a mask that that doesn't make sense. But they, they don't see it. They don't see it like and that. When I, is it children are, are the protectors of the community? <laughs> like wh- where did that ever get your kids vaccinated to save the people in the old age home? Well, my, 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 yeah. my own father, 88 years old, is saying, don't you touch the kids with that crap. If I croak, I croak. It's insane. Like, where Control. where was so, the whole we protect the children? So we have an echo chamber. Sorry. Which is good <laughs> for a while. I mean, we kind of reaffirm that, that we're all, I'm not the only one that feels this way, and that's True important. Story. Yeah. But to me, what's more important is, okay, so this is the case. Where do we go from here? Where what's do we next? go from here? I yeah. like that. Um, 
What's next? Uh, well, well, let's let's uh, hypothetical. Omicron comes through town. Cases skyrocket. We have seven or eight people in the hospital instead of three or four. <laughs> a, 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 That's a, not funny. And, and hundreds of kids are sneezing. A, a, you know, um, so here comes the school board. We're going to keep them safe. They put the mask mandate back in. Now what? Well, um, the hopeful scenario is nine. that over there yeah. um, where you have parents that are finally, you know, clued in and they're like, oh, wait, what? No. No, we're absolutely not. We're not doing this again. Um, I do. I believe that that will happen. I I honestly don't. I believe that people love the comfort of being told what to do, and so they will just go along to get along, like they've always done. Keep their head down, stay out of the limelight. The discomfort of wearing the mask is less than the discomfort of being singled out in public. Right. And that's or sad. Or taking, you know, there's, there's a lot of responsibility and there's a lot of accountability with, you know, us making the decision to bring our kids home and homeschool them. And there's a lot of dedication to that. And there's a lot of sacrifice, which is totally willing. But when you, you know, well, we were a two income household. Well, what can you give up to make yourselves a one income household is what, um, you know, what you're doing worth, like you said, the, the uncomfortableness, is it worth the other comfortableness that you get from not sacrificing? Um, Mark Jennings, I, him and Dana, I love, and he told me a very long time ago, he said, Tiff, he goes, I'm going to tell you something. He goes, you can sacrifice now for your kids or you can sacrifice your kids. That's exactly right. I was thinking as you were speaking, what's more important, that 15 foot bay liner right. or your kids? And kids I understand and all day. that, that, you know, sometimes it, it, I'm a single mom. I, you know, I don't have the availability to have my, you know, significant other stay home or vice versa. Um, but there's so much help out there and there's so many people willing to come in and support you and, and, and just be serving to you and help out with your kids and stuff that it really, yeah, it's been stressful. And you and you had a hard time asking for help, didn't you? Yeah, she I still, still do. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and that's the thing too. But I, you know, it's we made that choice, and yeah, for the first, you know, it's it can be brutal, but it's getting so much better. And there's so many things that I'm seeing with my boys that they are so much happier about than the year of hell that they went through at Woodland Park and um, still, you know, talking about, you know, their trauma as an eight and a 10 year, 10 year old, eight and 11 year old going through this, what, what they felt like. And so it's hard, but I would hope, I pray <laughs> that more parents will stand up and say, Hey, no, we're not standing for this. Like this is, this is our parental rights and these are our freedoms and these are our constitutional rights and, you know, stand up and fight. And these are our public schools. Yeah. And we pay yeah. for them. Yeah. Sometimes the school right. board seems to think it's their schools. Mm, they sometimes yeah, they seem to do. forget that they're elected officials, yeah. which I'll plug again. I, I, I have been recruited to run for school board this year. 
So you have at least one person on the board who will listen to parents and, and, and not throw papers yeah. at you. Yeah, and, and listen, that's, you know, we sit here and, and we, Shelton and I have been doing this for, we're coming up on two years, you know, and we talked, <laughs> we tried over and over to have conversations and get answers and yeah. say, Hey, this is happening to my kid and what is going on? And, and why, why are the, the faculty members and principals being able to, um, you know, bully our children and this and that. And, and there was lip service after lip service. And, and we've tried to, to not rock the boat. I guess you would we say. We tried the proper channels first. And I, that's my favorite is and when people are like, you two are so offensive. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's like, hi, you've come in on the fourth quarter. Uh, if you came in on the beginning side, you yeah. would have noticed that we we did emails. We did phone calls. We did emails. We did phone calls. We did emails. We, we did, did ask calls. nicely. And, and we did say, hey, let's have an open forum. And then they said, no, we're not doing an open forum. And then the next meeting out of their mouths is, we need to foster a good relationship and have good communication with each other. And they always listen to us. I'll but give then, you communication. Yeah. So, so you know, I was specifically told we we don't have meetings with lawyers. Yeah. And denied a meeting because I wanted representation there for my kid. But, I mean, they're constantly telling the parents that are showing up there that they're listening to us. But never once have we been able to come to a meeting as concerned parents and have them talk to us as concerned parents and not domestic terrorists. And they want to listen to us, but then they're threatening to arrest us. Mm -hmm. They're listening to us, but they are, you know, having the, the police officers in their back pockets. Speaking of domestic terrorists. Um, from from your friendly local domestic terrorist. <laughs> Thank you, Wildfile. By the way, I had somebody I had had somebody call me and say, "Hey, I read about you. Uh, where can I contribute to your campaign?" Oh, nice. uh, yay! <laughs> yes. But yeah, well, tell you, them where you remember. I did. Okay. And well, I will again. Yeah, tell, tell, yeah, you again, can yeah. tell people right now. <laughs> but the point that I wanted to make was. There was this idea, and it's pretty accurate, that during the American Revolution, there was only about 3% of the public that was actually willing to step oh, up. Oh, the 3 exactly. Oh, that's that's domestic terrorists, too, I the 3 percenters. Yeah. But, but think about that for a minute. If, if 3% was what it took to do that, and we have a few vocal people in a few places, if you're out there listening and you're on the fence, you're the tipping point. Yes. Instead of just saying, putting Comfort. the thumbs up likes on Facebook and calling somebody. I, I was listening to Christy Nome today. She was talking about her dad, or excuse me, her mother. She said her mother was ranting about some issue, and Christy just turned to her and said, then run. If just a few more, it doesn't take that many, but if just a few more people will, excuse me for being blunt, get up off their ass and go do something. Amen. We will change this. In the Wyoming legislature right now, we have been bullied into submission by a whole bunch of rhinos. And they do not care. They don't. They send but, at all. terrible emails. We are about eight votes away. If we can get eight genuine conservatives 
into the legislature it is now will change everything. Yay. Right. And because I was made aware of that, You're I'm running. running. Yay. And some others need to run too and thank you tom for running for the yes, school thank board you, tom. you're welcome i'd like to chime in though what you're talking about i'm speaking Please specifically do. to my liberal friends see, see I'm, <laughs> I, I'm i come across on something like this when it's pro-freedom i come across as a right winger but i am a libertarian so to some of my right-wing friends i come off as a bleeding heart liberal at times so to my friends on the left side of the fence what we're talking about here is preserving your constitutional rights your mm-hmm. freedoms as an american your freedoms as a parent you may agree with these ideas of vaccine mandates and mass mandates. You may think we're nuts and we're all going to die of COVID because we are against these mandates. We are not arguing necessarily against vaccines or masks themselves. Yes, we are mocking the fact that they don't work the way that people say they do. They don't. Nonetheless, imagine your worst nightmare, your most right-wing government in power with all the powers you want your left-wing government to have. How terrifying would it be in 2025 to have Donald Trump come in for his second term with complete control of the Senate, the House of Representatives, and you've already given up all your rights to the federal government and the state government. Now what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And that's the whole, like, where we fight. Like, it's not just because we don't agree with this and we want our parental rights in this situation it's all situations. It's all situations. And they have shown with, uh, we watched, they took the entire appeals process out of the handbook for unexcused absences. What you just said is key. Because you said that's why we fight. Mm-hmm. Folks, it's a fight. Yeah. You don't just go out there and push back a little bit. Because this is an avalanche coming down on us. And, and as we all know from physics that an object in motion will stay in motion until acted upon by an equal and an opposite force. And the force that is trying to bring down America as a nation is massive. It is massive. And it is evil. And it must be met with a massive holy force in response. And And holy, I'm I'm not just trying to limit that to just Christians. By holy, I mean pure. I mean someone who has good intentions, who has a real understanding of what's at stake and really cares, and we only need a few more people to flip the thing over. I think anybody who um, remember, like you just got to remember back to when we used to all agree that the Constitution was the the founding ground for all of us, and then your ideals branched off of there, and we used to all agree that our fundamental rights were our fundamental rights, but that seems to have gone by the wayside. Yeah, all those board members, they they sign, uh, legislatures, all of them, sign oaths to uphold our Constitution. Oh, God forbid you keep that oath. (laughs) 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 You know, when, when I asked them, I said, you know, so who's there to protect me? Well, that's a civil thing. You have to take that to court. Well, well, no, no. Wait a minute. Like, didn't you take an oath to uphold the with con- or up uphold the Constitution? Well, yes. Okay. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. So why am I being threatened to be arrested? That's exactly what I, as a citizen that's of the United States, that's because some of them only look at the Constitution to see when they're done wiping. It's the same principle. <laughs> same it, principle yeah. with illegal immigration. It, if people think that the immigration laws are bad. You don't just ignore them. 
you repeal them, you change them, you correct them. You don't just say, well, that law doesn't matter and and thereby destroy the entire rule of law. That's like our, our statutes, or our statutes, our statues. Yeah, they keep you tearing know, them down. They, they keep tearing them down, but that's not a, that doesn't erase Jack. I mean, the history is still there, and the knowledge is still there. There's, you know, pe- people... So far. So far, uh, yeah. yeah, they're el- trying to eliminate that. Not if we let them keep teaching. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. what I really want to get in is no matter where you are on the political spectrum, I, I, mean, I look at millennials and Gen Z today on the left who worship government power. And, and just so you know, the boomers you make fun of, the original left, authority was the enemy. They yes. were the ones who stood up and said, don't blindly follow government leaders. And now you are blindly following government leaders because they got doctor in front of their name. Well, I'm Dr. Tom Kelly, so maybe you should listen to me too. Of course not. Don't do what I say. Do what you want to do. That's the whole point of being a free person, and that's really what I lean towards. Ken, you may be talking about you've got some more conservative-based policies you'd like to see. I understand that completely. People want liberal, more liberal policies. Remember that not everything comes through a coercive government mandate. Mm-hmm. That if you would like more people to wear masks, convince people that masks are useful. The most conservative policy that I want is get the government the hell out of my life. Amen. Make it as small as possible. Oh, that is just a pipe dream in the U.S. right now. I know. The Republicans, they just come in there and they just have a different set of donors that they inflate the budget to. Yeah, well, there there are some conservatives. we, We need to get back to truth. And, you know, and uh, honestly, and, if we and, could, yeah. um, you know, we were talking about uh, education and I would love to see the money go with the student. Right. And that that would change a lot of stuff. Wouldn't it real just quick. be great if and we can't do this in Wyoming without changing the Constitution because right. the Wyoming Constitution actually dictates that we as a state do that. Yeah. But Section that's one of those 21. that's one of those fundamental problems. Mm-hmm. where rather than parents doing their own due diligence, taking the responsibility of what they did, ceded that right to the state, and here's what you get for it. Mm-hmm. And so part of the correction has to be to undo as much of that as we can and to give the kids back to their parents. Well, what Shelter's getting at has been tried in places like Sweden, and the whole idea is that you still have public funding for education because there will always be poor families, and you want people sure. to have... It's generally accepted in most free societies today that, and civil societies that there's public funding of education for everyone. A lot of people... Disagree, some people disagree with that, but the majority want that, so that's how it is. But what if we do what Sweden did? The money is not attached to the schools. There's no government monopoly on schools. Look at it this way. Everybody should have food, but we don't turn it over to a public food system where everybody pays into it and then you get a free and public Yet. meal and everything. They're yeah. working yeah. on they, it. They, they try that in Cuba. It doesn't work very well. They try it in Venezuela. People are eating rats now. It's yeah. called socialism. It doesn't work. It never will, kids, no matter how many times your government professor tells you that. They're wrong, and that's why I don't hire people like that. Um, what we really need to look at is the idea of parent choice with the public funding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 70% of kids in Sweden go to private schools now. There are still government schools open. The good ones, the ones that sucked, closed Died. down because everybody yeah. pulled their kids out. And, Close and, to the free market. And if we were getting from the state in Wyoming 
X amount of money for each child you had to go to a school and then you could shop around. It's 16,000 in district two, just so you know. And that's ridiculous. They, they don't need, or they really don't need that much. I mean, Utah pays like half as much per student to have mm-hmm. just as good results. And they get better there for three years. They're better results actually. Well, yeah. and, and, and people and don't understand that too. Just from where I was sitting a few years ago when I was teaching at a private school, two students would have covered what I made all year. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and you do. the the yeah. the money, you know, Schultz just said 16k in district 2. You know, people don't understand that 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 comes to them and then you pull your kid the next 2 years it's on a sliding scale they still get huge yeah, percentages of money. That. And then if you and go enroll in a district 1, then on district 1 gets 14,000. And they get that on a sliding scale. You pull your kids out and you're homeschooling them. Your those two districts for the next two years are getting money and you are paying money in for all ghost students yeah, for all of the homeschool yeah. families. So, all, they're all paying in for public education that they're getting no benefit from. Well, some people would argue at that point, you've got retirees, you got people with no kids who also have to pay into the system yeah. too, and they're never going to use the public schools. So uh, as far as that argument goes, it's kind of, it's kind of, it, well, I mean, it, we it, could it, argue about social yeah. security. I mean, am I <laughs> yeah, yeah. see that, <laughs> but, but having to where there is an option private schools are private schools are expensive and and it's hard to get them going and keep them going and keep them funded to where you don't have those government influences into the schools and and to do that is hard for for me it's it's you know almost impossible right now but if the money followed the kid that would make a very different situation for a lot of families who want to be out of the public education system but don't feel like they can or they can't afford or they still have to have those two incomes just to make it by the rent you know there are those families out there and this would give more i feel like it would give more control back to the parents of what they want for their education over their let's kids il- yeah let's illustrate that imagine that the money did follow the kids and district two says everyone has to wear a mask and suddenly that you, you've got the Lutheran school or the Catholic school, mask-free here, yeah. and, and they start filling up. What, yeah. what does the public school do? All that money is getting pulled away from them at that point. They have to react to it. It's a quasi-market system that they can't ignore. They lose here, their retreats. Here's what we <laughs> ran into in the last legislative session. There was actually a bill that was trying to move that direction to allow the money to, to follow the kids. But essentially what they did was pare that down and say, okay, the public school is still going to get a portion of that, and they actually tried to give the public schools the proverbial nose, camel's nose through the tent door of allowing them to be able to approve whatever a private school or a parent, for example, was homeschooling. Mm, you have, So they're going to string yeah, it. Yeah, if we want what you're talking about, Tom, I'm well aware of that, and we want the money to follow the kids, and I agree we're not going to get government out of the system. But when you see these bills come and you get excited about supporting them, do what Diane did. Sit down and read it carefully. And Diane and and maybe two other people, if that, really helped kill that bill. You saw the Mm -hmm. the policing of the homeschool and was like, no, sorry. I spent an hour on the phone with just one of the sponsors of that. And Diane spent time with them. We, We contacted them. And when some of the people who were actually sponsors realized what had been written into this bill, they backed off. So it takes diligence, it takes determination, and 
you've got to do it. You well, know, and if those... Oh. No, no, you're the guest. Go ahead. Uh, oh, um, the You know, you guys were talking about the 3%, you know, earlier. If we just had 3% that came up and went to those special session meetings or went to those, um, you know, uh, legislative meetings and, and entered in public comment and, and testified on some of those bills. I mean, if we just went to 3%, it's amazing how just the force of coming down there and them seeing public being in there, how a intimidated they are because people are there, but you really do influence their vote when you are there and you are talking to them or you are testifying and you are saying, Hey, we come and we're representing, you know, 800 members of free our faces. And this is what our members want. And this is in your district. And this is in your um, county and, and you're our representative. That's not a whole on increase to go up to 3% of people doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're right, Ken, it takes time. It takes dedication. You have to sacrifice in readings, maybe some really boring documents. But at the end of the day, it's people like that, that, that save Medicaid expansion and save, you know, people taking away from social security and some of these parental rights that are being just stripped away from us. Let me, let me give you an example of that 3%. And this is not a judgment thing. This is just what a small percentage of the public can do if they get involved. What percentage of the American public is gay or lesbian? It's less than 2%, or at least it was. It's a very small percentage of people, but they got very active. They got very coordinated and loud, frankly. And look at what they have accomplished. I'm not saying whether it's bad or good. I'm just saying that's what a small percentage co- of people can do when they're determined. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've been we've been going for about an hour, so we're going to kind of wrap this thing up. So we'll go around the table, closing remarks. Diane, you started. I guess what I was thinking uh, when Tiffany was talking was how many times do we have to say to people, you can't just sit and go, well, but this isn't affecting me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not yet. yet, but if everybody just keeps saying, well, well that I, that's not my problem, it's going to be your problem. And they always say, well, if they mandate that shot for my kid, you bet I'll be with you. And it's going to well, be Well, let's too, not get that far. It's going to yeah. be too late. You know, Hawaii held vaccination clinics. Um, and parents were not allowed on campus, y'all. <laughs> they, it, it, they're implied consent, all of these things that are happening. If the vaccinations are so great, why can't I be there with my children? Why am I not allowed on campus? Um, yeah, that's Hawaii. That's not Wyoming. That'll never happen. Um, you yeah. know, Sheridan is in the top five, no offense, of the most liberal <laughs> cities in, you know, Wyoming. It's, they're fast and furious here. Um, and, and we're not the good old boy country kind of way anymore. So, yeah, how many times, you're right, do we have to say that? Um, for me, I, I want uh, reflecting on this conversation. I don't think I was very encouraging and I want to be encouraging. I really do want to lead people into standing up and knowing that it really isn't that difficult. Um, once you get your voice back and, and 
your truth and stand for what you believe in and not hide behind the status quo and just keep your head down that whole thing it's amazing like the freedom of being yourself and not having to be in fear of what's coming next it's great to be the person that says no I I think that that's not a good idea and I'm not doing that and I think if more people came to that conclusion sooner rather than later I think that we would be better off in the sovereignty part of this whole debate um once we lose that America falls if we're not allowed to choose what goes on or in our bodies then we're not free and I just want people to really give that a lot of thought and um stand up for yourself even if that means that you're gonna get arrested for trespassing <laughs> yeah trespassing That's well let's be realistic about this there are a lot of new good shows on netflix to binge uh, there are many new streaming services there are video games to play uh there are phones to stare at i mean there are things so much more important to do than actually guide the trajectory of history which is scary Mm-hmm. Now, Shelton, you mentioned about losing America. Half of America has already fallen. Right. We People out here in Wyoming, you don't understand what it's like in Illinois and New York and California, why California is running out of U-Hauls for mm-hmm. people to get out, literally. They have no trucks there right now. They're all in other states. I heard Newsom is their favorite employee. And uh, Yeah, and, we, and unfortunately, these people move to Wyoming, and then our Democrats here sound sane to them after what they've left in California. And then we get a little tax increase here. We get a little regulation here. What's the big deal? Just wear the mask. Just go along. And slowly it's chipped away. Mm -hmm. But we already have a police state in Illinois. We already have a federal government that's gone to the Supreme Court to force people who want these unsafe and ineffective vaccines, which are going to go down in history as the greatest medical debacle ever. It is yep. the who's already going back on it. The European Union's already going back and saying, hey, these shots kind of suck. Maybe we shouldn't mandate them. We are still looking at those mandates in this country. So I want to say, ladies, thanks for coming in. You are a little bit uh, a little bit anxious. You might not have anything to say, but, you know, once once you got going there, <laughs> we had all sorts of things to talk about. Ken, we might be able to break this one up into two half-an-hour shows. And uh, the next time I come on here, I want to talk about how the Democratic Party right now is talking about saving our democracy by <laughs> basically undoing all the institutions like the Supreme Court and the Electoral College and the Senate. And or, or those sound like really great ideas, it's, and I'm joking when I say that. Yeah, it's Orwellian. Fact, I'm scared again. <laughs> yeah. when, when they say, you know, war is peace and freedom is slavery and we're going to save democracy, it's all the same thing. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank I enjoyed it very much. And I hope you out there in, I was going to say radio land, but however you listen to us, please continue. And thanks for listening. God bless.